0: Superman Forever Radio, Episode 88. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Ooh.
1: Good King, King Wenceslas slew out, out on the feast of Stephen Ooh. as the slow ray round about, deep and crisp deep and, and, and crispy. crispy. Brightly showed the boot last night On the musty crew Henry Hall and David Lloyd Betty Grable too Up the sky! Look! It's a, it's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Faster than a speeding bullet More powerful
0: than a locomotive the buildings building to the single sound, the integral ship sounds now the steel, Superman! Hello and welcome to Superman Forever Radio. I'm Bob Fisher. Thanks for joining me. I hope you guys are having a nice holiday so far. Some of my friends that I know are off of work for a time period. Some are teachers. They get some time off. But I also have friends that work in retail. So hang in there. You'll get through it. It'll be okay. You will survive. This is not a big deal, you know, your extravaganza, super deluxe Christmas episode, Um, I just wanted to use this time a little bit to say, uh, thank you for one, but Merry Christmas to everybody out there and happy holidays. I hope the season's bringing you some fun and happiness, and I hope you get some really cool super things for Christmas. I hope that would be really cool to get some, uh, you know, super things. I think that's always nice thing about Christmas. And one of the things I remember so much, uh, fondly about Christmas is that, and I'm trying to think when it actually started, but um, I think sometime around 1962, 3, 4, something like that, when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. Uh, now, in those days, in the 60s, there were, there were no Warner Brothers stores. Obviously, there was no internet. You couldn't just uh, go on Amazon or eBay and say, oh, cool, there's a Superman thing and get it finding superman things there had to be something special going on for that to happen for you to find them in the department stores and uh, sometimes they would be superman toys and sometimes there wouldn't there would be the things you've seen maybe in old comic books for example the the superman ray gun or uh there used to be this thing that had little circular things with um uh, like airplane propellers inside of it it's round and you screw this onto this little gun and then pull the trigger and it would shoot these things up in the air. Well, they called it a Superman something or other, uh, but it, there was no Superman logo on it. The gun was either yellow, red, or blue, and the little helicopter things were yellow, red, or blue. So it had Superman colors but it and his name, but it was nowhere on the toy <laughs> did it say, you know, Superman, whatever. And there were a lot of, so anyway, you could find uh, Superman toys here and there. But you had to hunt for them. It wasn't like, you know, they were like today where you can go into a, you know, a a Walmart even. And while there are aisles dedicated to Batman and uh, Spider-Man, it's not that difficult nowadays to find Superman toys. But in the 60s, it was difficult. And why do I bring this up? Well, because I was thinking about this and I think that it started sometime uh, around my 10th or 11th, 12th year on the planet, that for Christmas, my mother would find something related to Superman and wrap it and put it. It could be an ornament, it could be a handmade thing, it could be a toy that she found in a store somewhere. But uh, my mother started that on a yearly basis. And now I also have a birthday, by the way, in January. Hint, hint. <laughs> But uh, she would also look for that. So in December for Christmas and for January for my birthday, there would be a Superman something, you know, whatever she could find. And that carried on uh, until her death uh, a few years ago. So, you know, Christmas and times like this, you do think about things like that. And that uh, how fortunate I was, and I mentioned this before, how fortunate I was to have a mother that not only taught me to read, not using a primer, but using a Superman comic book, and who also encouraged my collection habit by actually providing many, many of the toys and Superman things that I have today. So thanks, Mom. Appreciate it.
2: His name was Sandy Sleighfoot, and oh so sad was he, for though he stood just four feet tall, his feet were three foot three. He tried to help make Santa's toys, but with his feet so long, he'd trip and fall and break them all, just everything went wrong. Now, little Sandy Slayfoot, don't you feel so blue? Even with your feet so long, God has a place for you. The other kids made fun of him, they laughed at him with glee. But Sandy Slayfoot learned one day, without skis, he could ski. So when the night for Christmas Eve The reindeer stable burned He skied downhill and saved the deer Remembering what he'd learned Now everybody loves him And Santa loves him too And every sense on Christmas Eve He's helped bring gifts to you
1: Little Sandy Slayfoot, don't you feel so blue? Even with your feet
2: so long, God has a place for you. The other kids made fun of him, they laughed at him with glee. But Sandy Slayfoot learned one day, without skis he could ski. So when the night for Christmas Eve, the reindeer's stable burned, he skied downhill and saved the deer, remembering what he'd learned. Now everybody loves him, and Santa loves him too. And every since on Christmas Eve, he's helped bring gifts to.
0: So I hope you have a really good Christmas, too. I hope there are some super things on your list that you you get. And if so, send me some email. Let me know what you got. How's Christmas for you? Did you have a good one? Yay! Send me some email. Bob at SupermanForever.com very special thank you to those of you who actually have taken the time to download and listen to this show. The feedback has just been tremendous. I love the, it, it, that was kind of one of the surprising things. I really did not expect uh, to get email and to get feedback and to get, you know, um, some some great interaction with other Superman fans going. That That has been a real treat. Thanks for listening. I have appreciated it. And do.
1: Uh, They'd like to thank you for a wonderful year. We'd like to thank you for a wonderful year. Thank you for a wonderful year. Carry on. Look out for yourself.
0: Over the years, DC Comics has put out uh, a dozen or more Christmas-related comics. Some have featured Superman, some have not. But I thought for my first Christmas-related Superman podcast, I would talk about the first Superman-related Christmas comic book. And I started thinking about it before I actually started looking them up. I started thinking, now, which ones do I remember and know? And you know, I really couldn't think of uh, of uh, a whole lot. The one that jumped out immediately to me wasn't actually a Christmas story. It just had a Christmas cover uh, and a couple of panels. Uh, there was a scene in the uh, the story, but I decided I would hold that for a January episode that I'm going to do about a particular bunch of comics that I got for my birthday in January of 1964, I think. Anyway, I'm going to save that one for that, even though that has a Christmas cover on it. I'm saving it for that for January. So we'll talk about that in January. So I kept thinking, which one? So I had to actually get online and look up Superman Christmas stories. And I was surprised. At, at uh, actually how many of them there were that I didn't even know about but then I saw the first one and I realized oh I have, I do know that one I have seen that one, I don't have it but I have seen it somewhere and uh, looked it up and it's called S- uh, Superman's Christmas Adventure and we'll take a look at it right after this
3: yeah have a ever be ever be a blue at Christmas. Are we without you? Oh, if you feel so ever be ever be a blue, it'll be just thinking, I be I be about you. It'll be decorations of red on a green Christmas tree. We, we won't be the same dear if you're not here with me Emma, me and me, me. And when those ever be blue, it's the snowflakes, it's the start falling. And the leaves, that's the windows ever be, it'll be blue. Emma, me and memories, it's the start calling. You'll be doing right with your Christmas be Ever be a blue, be a blue. Blue. blue 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 Christmas. I'll be a baby I do miss you. Do all right, right. with your a Christmas.
0: Superman's Christmas Adventure 1940. On the cover it says Superman's Christmas Adventure. And it's got a picture of Superman holding Santa, flying down. And Santa's got his Christmas bag. And out of the bag is falling toys. And they're falling down into a chimney. And it's on a uh, yellow background cover. Uh, Nice image. Now, I I had a hard time finding pretty much anything about it. My uh, go-to source, Mike's Amazing World of DC Comics. I, I, I really couldn't find much there on this. I think the cover artwork is done by Fred Ray. One other source online uh, that I forgot where I got it from also thinks it's Fred Ray. It's a nice cover. It's a good cover. He redrew it, from what I understand. He did the same cover twice, uh, once in 1940, and then once again for the reissue in 1944. Inside, by the way, there's no ads. This was a giveaway. Uh, I don't think I mentioned that this is a giveaway uh, department stores would give this comic uh, away I think that's a terrific idea they should do more of that today DC give some comics away to kids will you? but um, so there's no ads the inside cover is blank but then the opening page front page shows Superman flying or jumping but it looks like he's flying up with a white circle behind him and the big beautiful red and blue Superman trimmed in holly and berries it's beautiful beautiful cover or not a cover, but a splash page, a full page, splash page. And this page, to me, is uh, the great Jack Burnley, who also does the interior story. And uh, before I even get to the story, the artwork on the inside of the sucker is absolutely beautiful. Along with Joe Schuster's early work, and some of his, even at some of his mid-work of this time period, Jack Burnley in my mind was just one of the greatest Superman artists of what I call the Atomic Age others call the Golden Age this is still the Golden Age, this is 1940 so Superman's really only two years old at this point uh, so this is still part of the Golden Age and this is Jack Burnley and of this era I think his work just stands out above uh, all the others, just terrific and the artwork in this is is, is of that level in fact, and then after that front page, we get to the page one, and there's a... Well, maybe I'll just tell the story here. And we'll see what happens. But there, there's a pic, a beautiful picture of, it's like, the top two-thirds of the page. It shows Santa in his sleigh, and uh, being pulled by his sleigh, and Superman flying with the moon behind him. It's just really terrific. And Superman's waving and smiling at Santa. Really nice. So our story starts... As the editor of the Metropolis Daily Planet, assigns his two top reporters, Clark Kent and Lois Lane, to cover a very important story, that because it's getting close to Christmas, the two of them should go downtown and check out the window displays for Christmas. Lois says, great, chief, I'll be able to get some shopping done. When they get into the department store, Lois is anxious to get some shopping done and, uh, Meanwhile, Clark is looking at the toys, watching a train set and looking at some other toys. Then they notice another little boy looking at the uh, toys and ask him his, you know, what's he want for Christmas? And he says, well, Santa has never come to see him. And Clark takes down his name and says, well, what's your name, son? Give me your name and address and I'll make sure Santa comes sees you this year. Lois and Clark go back to the Daily Planet and tell Perry they have an idea that planet employees could fix up toys and do a toy distribution thing for the other poor kids who aren't going to get toys this year. Perry says, go for it. A couple of days later, Santa reads about this in the Daily Planet and is very happy about this idea because, of course, Santa gets the Daily Planet. Soon after, on his way to work, Clark uses his x-ray vision to spy in on a little rich kid who is not happy with all of the abundance of toys he has and is smashing a few and throwing them down as his butler watches. So later that night, Clark changes to Superman, sneaks into little James Daniel's room, the little rich kid's room, and takes him out of his bed and flies into the night. He takes little James to another window where he spies in on a little poor girl who is playing with a broken doll. He then flies, little James, to uh, a run-down apartment building and they look in on little Billy Connolly crying himself to sleep. Now Billy is the little boy who we saw earlier that Lois and Clark talked to that was the little poor boy and in this scene he's sleeping under a tattered Tattered quilt type thing with patches and he's poor and he's crying himself to sleep at night because he knows Santa's not going to bring him any toys. And he has no toys now to play with at all. Life is not particularly good for little Billy Connolly. So after teaching little James these stories about being poor, he takes him back to his own room and his own bed. Meanwhile, at the North Pole, an odd skyship slants toward Santa Claus's big toy factory. The odd ship lands, and who should step out but Dr. Grouch and Mr. Meany? So why are Dr. Grouch and Mr. Meany at the North Pole to see Santa? Well, apparently they didn't have a good Christmas as uh, children, and maybe Santa didn't come to see them. So, they're here to destroy Christmas for the children of today. So when they meet Santa, they act all nice, and Santa gives them a tour of the big toy factory, showing them the elves hard at work making Superman ray guns and other such toys, and commenting that Superman is very popular these days. Well, after some pleasantries, Dr. Grouch gets down to the point of his visit, and tries to tell Santa that he should be doing, well, something a little more profitable. He should not be giving away all of these toys. Dr. Grouch demands that Santa changes his way of thinking and join him in selling the toys for profits. Well, Santa is not exactly pleased with their suggestion. Turns to his elves and says, Give them the Rush Act, boys! Well, it was 1940 after all. So the elves pick up the toys they were making, one being some sort of an electric shock rod of some kind, and the other being a ray gun that shoots out projectiles. And they shoot them and shock Dr. Grouch and Mr. Meany, and they run away. Dr. Grouch and Mr. Meany decide to get back at Santa by screwing up the Daily Planet toy redistribution plan. So Grouch and Meany go to the Daily Planet, and they're hardworking, making the toys and fixing the toys. The Daily Planet staff consisting of Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Grouch and Meany break in. They've got some sort of mask on, a handkerchief mask or something, and spray sleeping gas at Clark and Lois. Uh, Of course, it doesn't affect Clark, but he pretends to fall asleep uh, just like Lois does. Grouch and Meany set fire to the toys that Clark and Lois had been working on, and then they run away. So after the bad guys leave, Lois is still unconscious. Clark uses a super breath and blows out the fire, and uh, then goes back and pretends like he's been knocked out as Lois comes to. Lois says that she recognized one of them as she pulled their mask off and recognized that it was Dr. Grouch. And she sets off to his laboratory. Meanwhile, back at the laboratory, Dr. Grouch and Mr. Meany are quite pleased with themselves, thinking that they had ruined the Daily Planet's toy redistribution program. When they turn on the viewer to uh, spy on the Daily Planet, they are surprised to see Clark Kent sitting there fixing toys. Yes, apparently uh, Dr. Grouch has a uh, some sort of a television that he can... See inside the Daily Planet's room. Dr. Grouch and Mr. Meany are furious at this failure and decide to ruin Christmas once and for all by destroying Santa's workshop. They run outside to get into their spaceship, and Lois Lane gets there just in time to stow away. Of course she does. It's Lois Lane. It's what she does. She stows away on things. When Grouch and Meany get to Santa's workshop, they overcome the first elf standing on guard... by using uh, his gas gun to knock him out. And then they go inside. And once inside, Dr. Grouch and Mr. Meany... just start tearing up toys toys... and smashing 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 toys... until Lois Lane comes in. And they stop. Well, they stop long enough to take her outside... ...and tie her to a rocket ship and light the fuse. Grouch and Meanie go running back into the Santa's workshop... ...and start to try destroying toys once again... ...but an alarm finally warns Santa... ...and lets him know that things are not what they should be. Santa signals thousands of toy soldiers and toy supermen to attack. Santa's plan works and Grouch and Meanie run away... ...but they have other plans... Meanwhile, back at the Daily Planet, Clark Kent, still making toys, realizes that Lois has been gone a really long time, and decides to find out why, changing to Superman. Lois screams, Superman takes to the air, up, up, and away, catches up to the rocket, takes Lois off of the rocket, drops her back down to the planet roof, and takes off again, saying, See ya. Dr. Grouch uses his ultra-telescope to see that Lois has been saved and has been dropped on the planet's roof and uses his spaceship to go and capture her. Grouch tells Meanie that he will deposit him on the ground to go and get a truck to capture Santa's reindeer. The elves warn Santa of Grouch and Meanie's plot and Santa fears the worst, so he signals for Superman over the radio. Clark Kent, driving his car, hears the plea from Santa, and once again, dons his Superman identity, and up and away to the North Pole. When Superman gets to the North Pole, Santa fills him in on the details, telling him what's happened, and Superman flies off to find Santa's reindeer. Using his supervision... Superman finds Meanie driving the truck full of reindeer. He swoops down, picks up the truck, and flies the reindeer back to Santa Claus. As Superman puts the truck down and opens the door, the reindeer come out, but are surprised when Meanie pulls out a gas gun, shooting the reindeer and knocking them all out. So here it is, Christmas Eve, and Santa has no reindeer. So guess what happens? That's right. Superman picks up the sleigh full of Santa, his toys, and Meanie too. So Superman flies off with the sleigh, and Santa is able to leave toys to children everywhere. As they fly over Dr. Grouch's house, they drop Meanie down the chimney. Dr. Grouch is really upset. But he says, I still got Lois Lane, so I'll still win the day, when they hear someone else and hide. Looking through the keyhole, they see Santa and Superman, and Santa is leaving Dr. Grouch and Minnie a present. Superman is curious why Santa would give Grouch and Minnie presents, and Santa says, forgiveness is always important. Both Dr. Grouch and Mr. Meany are so moved by Santa's actions that they immediately become good and free Lois Lane. With that, Superman picks up Lois and they leave the North Pole. The little rich kid turns his toys over to the planet's redistribution program, and Superman says, I hope all you readers remember to help those less fortunate than yourself, and now Okay, so there you have it. Superman's Christmas Adventure from 1940. I want to tell you, this is just an incredible little book. I love this comic. The Jack Burnley artwork from start to finish is just incredible. The characters are incredible. Grouch and Meanie, Dr. Grouch and Mr. Meanie. Uh, right out of Dickens. You know, the the, either one of them, you know, that could be Scrooge and Marley. It's so terrific. And you mix that with the sci-fi element of Grouch and Meanie having their own rocket ship. And uh apparently pretty quick because uh everybody seems to be moving back and forth from Metropolis to the North Pole pretty quickly. So uh (laughs) things happen. Then of course Lois Lane getting into trouble as always just a terrific terrific story so once again just before I go I want to tell everybody thank you again for listening to the show I do appreciate it I love the feedback and I just want to wish you all uh, a real happy holiday I hope it's a good one for you and uh, Merry Christmas to you all Superman is based on the original character appearing in Action Comics and Superman Magazine. Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Copyright DC Comics. (laughs)
1: man in glasses conducting a small choir.
2: Meanwhile, high in the Swiss Alps, two elderly Scotchmen munch on a rare cheese. Wonderful stuff, this Agnes. Aye, it's
1: wonderful stuff. I'm standing in the entrance to the main tent. Immediately behind me, the festivities have already begun. (laughs) Tell me, are you enjoying the wine?